What's up? Hey. How are you? Good. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Your hair looks very lovely and natural today. Thank you. I didn't blow dry it today. Uh, Well, I usually like blow dry my hair straight every day. Uh Oh, also welcome to Dude That's Fucked Up. I'm Erin. Yes, yes. I'm Nicole. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It's just, it's just free. I I should probably take better care of my hair, but. (laughs) (laughs) It looks nice. Thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what's up? What's going on? What's the biz? What's the haps? Uh, I don't know what the biz is. The, my, my thing, my thing is like a fucked up slash biz of the week. Do you want me to okay. just tell you? Sure. Well, uh, we got a flurry of, uh, of responses from last week's episode, uh, about toilets yes and i think i made a comment about how a baby like just shits and pisses in your womb yeah i i'm pretty sure that's not accurate yeah somebody confirmed it oh i i got multiple confirmations on my end so (laughs) i think i'd get really fucking sick if i just had a just dumps and piss all up in me yeah i mean i figured they didn't but also i I wasn't sure and i knew if they did it wouldn't be poop anyway it'd just be like a fluid or something but anyway they definitely don't shit in your womb uh it's and they have a butt plug which is what my um my sister-in-law eliza said called meconium and (laughs) yeah that's what that's that that's the black tarry poop that they first have yeah because they have like a little uh cork in there and she said that uh uh that when my niece was born she lost it in the birth it like she like was so upset by like being born she just shot it out the butt (laughs) and it got lost somewhere and the doctors were like nervous that she inhaled part of it or something that happens all the time uh I, I yeah i learned from watching the show called the midwife that it oh. the babies can shit in you right before you give birth oh. and when that happens and your water breaks it's like gross it's like Toxic. really gross yeah it's like well it's like just icky like oh. like sludgy and gross and that happens <laughs> you probably did it when you were a kid you don't know no i didn't i didn't it happens. You don't a lot. know. I didn't. <laughs> I did not eat my own poop in the womb. It didn't get anywhere near my face or mouth. I just uh, that's came not out. what I heard. I asked your mom. <laughs> uh, I do she'll, remember. She'll confirm. <laughs> I do remember being in the uh, bathtub one time with my cousin Sarah. I was probably three or four, and she shit in there. And my mom. No, Sarah. Yeah, I know. And I go like we were just in there, and my mom was like on the phone in like the doorway or something. And I go, Mom. <laughs> my mom came in. And she's like, oh, my God. And my mom made my cousin sit in it while she put, took me out first and wiped me off. <laughs> oh, I hope your cousin doesn't mind that. You're just blowing up her spot. <laughs> she was little. Yeah. But uh, I just remembered it, like, floating around. You know, I'm just, like, splashing and stuff. And I just, like, remember it floating around the side. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> That's a turd. Just like it, the astronauts. <laughs> Turn on the loose, Houston. We have a problem. A big, a poopy problem. Big poopy problem. Uh, I think that my brother did that once when we were kids too. Yeah, it happens. It happens. Yeah. Um, you know, you gotta go. You gotta go. Yeah, you don't. And sometimes you're when you're young, you just don't know how to control it. You don't give a fuck. Um, yeah. or she did it on purpose because she was a bitch. No, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Spite, spite shit. <laughs> 
She's like, that bitch stole my Barbie. I'm <laughs> yeah. going to shit in the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> my Barbie shoes have gone missing. There's only one bitch that could have taken these. I'm going <laughs> to shit in her tub. <laughs> Rude. Oh, my God. Oh. Um, that's so, so much education. We're still learning. Yeah. Um, thanks, everybody, for bearing with us and helping further our education. Um uh yeah i that last episode was a a lot and uh man just i yeah i feel like we didn't learn so much yeah we like we didn't we didn't even scratch the surface really no i i agree we can do more episodes on pooping for sure yeah and it is really really fucked up in a kind of in a very depressing way uh the further you look into it and and realize how how few people have uh the luxury and privilege of having like what we have a flushing uh, toilet a flushing toilet in their home so yeah yep uh very lucky um Mm -hmm. speaking of i'm gonna stay on the the toilet topic a little bit um my i had um i had a clogged shower this like it's been gradually getting worse and worse and i finally called the plumber Mm -hmm. and uh he came over and (laughs) he like you know snaked the all the drains. Oh. Oh. And I was like, you go ahead. I'm going to be down here doing work. And he's like, oh, yeah, uh, it's for the best because I just pulled out a literally two feet of hair. Oh. And <laughs> he's like, I, he's like, and I'm not even going to blame it all on you because uh, I, I'm pretty sure this drain has never been touched <gasps> before. So he's like, previous owners probably... Like he's it's, like it's it's more than like five years worth of hair for sure. I was sure. gonna say it's like a hundred years of hair because isn't yeah. your house really old? <laughs> well, my house is really old, but like all the plumbing's new. And oh, stuff. okay. I was like, like, oh, it's like the hair of ghosts past. Yeah, like, <laughs> some, yeah. I mean, the person who like revamped the house definitely uh, put it a lot of thought and care into redoing the the plumbing. But Good. since then, uh, it hasn't been cleaned. So. Oh. He was just like, yeah, that's definitely not all your hair because there was way too much for it to just be you. And I was oh like, okay. My God. But I'm, you know, it could be. My hair really, I lose a lot of hair in the shower. So, you know what? Uh, but you know what? Just take that with grace and I go with God. Go with God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the fucked up thing uh, is, and I, I, I knew this, I knew this already, but. And honestly, I think I read a Gawker article about it. Uh-huh. Uh, but flushable wipes are very bad for the environment. Uh-huh. And uh, we use them in my house. Mm-hmm. And uh, my the plumber was like, you got to stop using these. He's <gasps> like, I, I know that they're great and convenient and, you know, make makes you feel better after yeah. going to the bathroom. He's like, but they they really don't break down as quickly as they should. It takes about a year for them to break down, and they can cause massive problems for your personal like plumbing in your house. So, yeah. um, not just like environmentally, but like oh no, he's like I've seen these like wreck, uh, full full on fuck up a pers- a house's like plumbing system. So. <gasps> Oh no! Yeah, it's a bummer. So probably gonna phase those out and just uh, stick to the bidet. Yeah, I know. I think I need to do that. Uh, 
I know I knew they were a problem too, but then but then I just like lived in my ignorance and I was like, oh, or I just uh, ignored it altogether, really, because I it wasn't ignorant about it. But I was like, oh, these say they're flushable and that they break down and they're safe for septic, so the technology must be getting better. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> like you want you're like rationalizing yeah. it. Like, oh, these sometimes these crumble apart in my hand. They're fine. They'll just be fine. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You know, like when I you know. try and get one out of the container and just like a bunch of holes rip in it. I'm like, no, it's yeah. like almost disintegrated. Yeah. I'm sure there's like some brands that are like, quote unquote, better than, than others, but. They're not good. I think, yeah. As, yeah. as a best practice for, for life and for the environment. Yeah. Especially after the episode we did talking about the journey of our waste. Yeah. It, it's not, yeah. Ah, it sucks. It sucks so bad. I really like a clean asshole. I think, uh, I think I just need to, yeah, get little, some little bidets up in there. Yeah. Like I said, the one I bought uh, off of Amazon was only 25 bucks and I installed it yeah. really easily. Um, I mean, also like usually if I'm lucky, I, my, um, my schedule is in the morning is when I poop and then I could take a shower and then you don't even ideal. Yeah. Then you're fine. You just wash your butt in the shower and then you're good and you have a clean, pristine butthole all the live long day. Yeah. That's, that's the way to go. Yeah. But that, that's not always the case though. Sometimes you, uh, sometimes you are on your period and you get diarrhea all day. Mm-hmm. Thank the Lord, and then that's you've a gotta, fun thing that happens when yeah. you're a woman. And then you gotta and then you gotta poop all the day, and then you gotta wipe multiple times. Uh, and you need a wet wipe because you can't be taking yeah. four showers. That's nope. not good for the environment either. So where no, do we draw true. the line? <laughs> where do we draw the line? You know, it's hard. It's guys. It's hard being a woman. I think all the women know this, but the men might not. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's funny. Uh, I'm going to obviously cite being pregnant once again <laughs> as a thing that's hard because uh, it is. Yeah. And uh, dude's just not understanding. Like everybody's very nice and like yeah. smiles yeah. and, and are kind. But I, I think deep down DJ's really glad that he doesn't have to be pregnant. <laughs> I, I think that's but, probably true. He really is sweet, and he's like, you know, if I could, if I could make it a junior situation for you, I would do it, <laughs> <laughs> like the movie Junior, yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, that's funny, but he—I know he doesn't mean it. <laughs> yeah. Well, he anyway. That, that's the thing. It's like they can say that because they know it can't happen. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm, that's um, sweet. Good uh-huh. for you. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, well, that's all my, uh, fucked upness. Uh, yeah. Anything yeah. else for you? Nope. I don't have anything else. I would just say, uh, let's get into it. It's very fun. Oh, yeah. do, let's explain a little bit. Yeah. This is, uh, going to be our first two part series uh-huh. that we've done. So, um, cause there's a lot to this story, yeah. um, about the individual we're about to talk about. Um, yeah. So the first part we are presenting to you today, and you'll get the part two next week. Oh, my God. And I think we've split it at just the right place. So we're I like so. 
It's very fun. You're going to be like, oh, I can't wait to hear the second part. Also, we're doing this out of necessity just because things are getting busy. Erin's Mm going to have a human soon that she uh, basically shits out her vagina. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. then that's going to be, you know, that's going to put her out of commish for a little bit. So I'll be out of commish for a bit. Yeah, for sure. So So, yeah, we're we're testing out new new innovative uh, ways to keep the content flowing yeah yeah so yeah so without further ado <laughs> let us let us get into it yes um and before we do i just want to let y'all know <laughs> oh <laughs> that i subjected myself to a musical for research <laughs> and it was terrible <laughs> i i think i hate musicals guys <laughs> What? No, this is news yeah. to everybody listening. Yeah. <laughs> and news that will shock literally no one. Aaron hates musicals. Although, God yeah, damn it. I loved in the notes, Aaron's like, I watched a musical for you guys. And I was like, what a martyr. <laughs> it was very hard. I paused it at least five times in be- to see where it was at. And literally at one point I was like, when is it over? <laughs> Oh, like pause it to be like, oh, I have to, it has to have been 45 minutes by now. Yeah. And it's been like 12 minutes and you're like, uh-huh. no. Yeah, it was real. It was rough. Um, uh, which musical was this? Uh, this was a movie that just came out last year called uh, The Greatest Showman. Oh. Showman. <laughs> Showman. Showman. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in case you haven't seen it or don't know this movie is about pt barnum mm-hmm. and that's who we are talking about today uh-huh. uh you might recognize the name from the the movie maybe um <laughs> or from the circus uh-huh that's the that's where that's the name recognition uh, pt barnum barnum and bailey circus uh i don't I didn't watch this movie. My mom was like, I want to I was, go see it. And I was I like, was going to no. ask you no, if no, you no. had. Okay. My mom was like, oh, I really want to see this movie. Like when it came out and I was like, you're on your own. <laughs> yeah. You're like, cool. Have fun. Bye. Yeah, I'm like, uh, thank God it's not your birthday or Mother's Day or anything. Because uh, then I'd then have, you'd to, have go. to Well, I'm glad you didn't have to uh, spend money on it because yeah. it was even, I mean, Zendaya's in it. And I was just like, this is the only redeeming it wasn't even redeeming. Yeah, I, I was going to say. Love her, I love her so much, but. It doesn't and, make and it right. doesn't make it right. Yeah. Um, it was rough. Uh, and I also found myself being upset that Michelle Williams was in it, so. I, because she's such a darling. and She's wonderful. What were they thinking? I mean, uh, see, the reason I didn't watch it was, one, Hugh Jackman. I'm, like, not super into him. But no. but second, uh, Zac Efron was in it. And I was just like, I, this is, like, too many confusing things. Well, but he's, like, high school musical. So it's, like, kind of a natural thing for him, I think. Yeah, but I just want to see him in, like, comedies now. Because he's so That's good true. at that. And it's like, do, I want to see him. what you're good at. I want to see him. Topless. Yeah. In, I, I, I. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I saw fucking Baywatch. Oh, same. And, I enjoyed it. And that it. movie was infinitely, I mean, if on on a scale of watchable and non-watchable, the, the, this fucking movie about P.T. Barnum is, is so far down the row of non-watchable for me 
while Baywatch is at the very top of that range. I so, agree. I agree. Because The Rock also. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, and it was like, there's like funny jokes in it. And yeah. also, I feel like going into it, Baywatch was not trying to be a cinematic masterpiece that gets nominated for an Oscar, while the other movie definitely yeah. was doing that. God damn it. I will say, though, this is like a cool thing. I have a friend who uh, I've like performed with and stuff that was actually in the performance of the song <gasps> at the Oscars. That was really good. Okay. He, that was, that song was good. That was a good song. I will give it that. He performed on stage at the fucking <gasps> Oscars and he's right to the like right hand side of her. Like if uh. you watch footage and like people memed him and shit. Oh my it's, God. It's pretty exciting. I've like well, chills. that's it's cool. so good for him. Yeah. But still. And that, and that was uh, the, a, uh, a, uh, uh, as Moving. much as I'm as yeah. much as I'm poo-pooing the movie, that was actually it was a very, a very good song, yeah. and I will give it that. But otherwise, this movie is trash for many reasons <laughs> that are personal to me. But most of all, <laughs> most of all, because it is so desperately and horribly inaccurate uh, of a yeah. portrayal of a real life person who is. Not the best, guys. <laughs> both both factually, but also P.T. Barnum did not look like Wolverine oh, in no. the slightest. He no. looked more like, okay. <laughs> Are you going to be mean? No. Well, I okay, I can't even because I was going, I literally Googled weird looking character actors just to find <laughs> someone, just to find someone that I thought was like, better suited and the only what he looks like a wizard from harry potter yes, like he's, i was gonna say <laughs> what's okay. his name yeah oh literally any of the dudes from harry potter uh, the guy with the weird eye yeah could have played him bad eye moody yeah yeah uh -huh. that that should have been who they cast yeah uh that's who i was thinking of um but anyway he didn't come up so i don't know what his real name is but the other guy did that turns into like the rat or whatever He's like the little rat-faced guy. That, yeah, 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 yeah. He he could have played him. Yeah, he yep. could have played him. Or uh, the I guy. I think the the potions professor from um, is he was he in Moulin Rouge? Maybe I don't know. He's in a lot of stuff, but that's oh, okay. who I think of when I I see like that's who should have played him. Bridget Jones' dad. Yes. 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 That's who came up also. And I was like, yes. any of these people would have been fantastic. Also, he sings because he was he was the guy in Moulin Rouge that was very P.T. Barnum-esque. Okay. Okay. And I All was right. like. That's who should have played him. Yeah. No, but no. But then they're like, no, this is Hollywood and we need someone attractive. And I'm like, this is also, the one. This is the first step of many that you do to get this wrong. Dude. Also, I don't know. I've That's a lot. Well. Oh, oh God. Yeah. Ugh. Just because. Hugh Jackman was in Les Mis, like, does not give you the right. No. Also, <laughs> uh, like, stop trying to make Hugh Jackman happen, okay? Ja I don't yeah, know. I, he, it's the same as, like, with Zac Efron. I just want to see him in action movies. Just put yeah. him in all the X-Men yeah. movies. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, give a fuck. He doesn't need to do anything else. Logan was a great movie. Just stay in your lane, Hugh Jackman. I don't know. Whatever. He could do whatever he wants. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah, so... We have lots of thoughts and feelings about the movie, but um, let's just like talk a little bit about his beginnings. Like he, yeah. we're going to go through a lot of stuff. He had a very massive life. He lived a long time. He had his – he had a just interest in everything um, and he was known as the greatest American showman. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, he was a businessman who was known in, in his day as a bit of a flimflam man, uh, but it was also very successful and very self-aware of the fact that he was this like kind of persona and he used that uh, persona to rise to an insane level of fame in the mid to late 1800s so um he started the traveling circus we all know barnum and bailey circus um he was a problematic dude in his time and definitely problematic to say the least by today's standards um (laughs) He was a man of many, many contradictions and professions. And um, yeah, that's basically the gist. And we're going to go through all the things that made him just a very uh, problematic human. Yeah. We, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Was, yeah. So he was born Phineas Taylor Barnum. And he was mm-hmm. born July 5th, 1810. What? Uh, what? Uh, uh, is that someone else's birthday? It is your birthday. Oh, my God. Uh, Birthday twins. So exciting. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, he was born in Bethel, Connecticut. Um, (laughs) You can read this part. (laughs) Of course he did. Of course he did. He called himself, uh, he fancied himself a Yankee Doodle Dandy plus one. That was his nickname for himself. He, wait, Yankee Doodle Dandy plus one? Yeah. Because, oh like, God. a Yuri Yankee Doodle Dandy, if you're born on the 4th of July, yeah, yeah, plus yeah, yeah. one. <laughs> cool. Wow. <laughs> we, we could just see the business savvy and genius oh. already peeking through at a young age. The marketing wheels are turning. <laughs> just build, just, you know, you got to start somewhere when you build your brand. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> he went to school just long enough to master the basics of reading and writing. It's the basics. You've it's gotten... just the basics. It's like an oxymoron. You're yeah. you're not doing yourself any favors there. It is. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was raised in the religion of con- congregationalism. Do you know what? I don't really know much about that aside from it, like being very like, uh, uh, like repressive. Well, yeah, and I mean, this was like in a weird time, like where I think religion was, like people were. Trying to figure out everything. This is like, he was born in the early 1800s. So, I don't know. There's, it was, everything was kind of not super cohesive. Yeah. And it was all like, it was all like embracing, uh, like religion embraced mostly the scary side where it's like, be good or you're going to get like, you're going to go to hell. You're going to have like enemas for eternity from the (laughs) devil in hell with fire, like with liquid hot magma. Or whatever. And it's like, oh, my God. Okay. So this is what's weird. Because it was like a very strict religion. And, you yeah. know, like they all were, we were just saying. But um, but there, this one in particular, or it may have been like this religion, but also a combination of the town he grew up in, was like super into one, lotteries, which is gambling. And that's a sin. So I don't understand that. Right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, this, so there's that one thing. Maybe they didn't like call it gambling then. Uh, but the second thing is they were still uh, they were still trying to have fun by playing practical jokes and one-upping each other with pranks, which <laughs> is also very rude. And I would say sinful. It's very mean. It's very tricky. And I don't – I think we all know how I feel about practical jokes. I've said it multiple times. Satan um, loves practical jokes. <laughs> Sight, uh, yeah. I mean – Satan's who makes practical jokes, probably, because yeah. they're yeah. so evil. Yeah. 
Um, but I did think it was funny that in a, a very oh my god, fun- this is the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Go. Okay. Go on. Sorry. Okay, that's okay. Uh, in a very fun practical joke, his granddad and namesake, so someone also named Phineas, which probably was pretty popular back then. Yeah. Um, like when he was born, wrote immediately, like wrote, immediately wrote P.T. Barnum into his will and was like, "I will bequeath upon you, like when I die, um, a piece of land that is like rich and and." you know, will be prosperous for you called Ivy Island. And it sounded like very regal. And and P.T. Barnum as a kid, like up until the age of 10, was going around town being like, oh yeah, fucking Ivy Island. I own that shit, bitch. Like, who's the man? And then, uh, uh, it like literally telling everybody around it, like I am bequeathed to Ivy Island. And then at the age of 10, discovered that it was actually a swamp island covered in poison ivy that (laughs) was like a cruel joke that his grandpa like gave him this piece of land. And the whole town knew about it. They were all in on the joke. And they just like talked shit and laughed about it behind his back. They're like, oh, cool, man. Oh, yeah. Ivy Island. Wow. Yeah. That's really fancy. Oh, my God. Oh, that's so fucked up. Oh, my God. I fucking love that so much. It's so good. But, like, what it, like, that's, like, going to leave an impression on you. Yeah. As a young I think, child. I think after this, like, first of all, it's really rude. That's yeah. so mean to do yeah. to a child. Like, it's funny. But, like, no, you know, like, no harm comes of it. It's, like, not one of those ones where it's, like, but you're embarrassed. You're, like, deeply embarrassed. Uh, Yeah. Especially, sorry. Especially when the whole town fucking knows about it and yeah. has been like laughing behind your back at yeah. your like your like pompousness. It's like mustard back all over again. <laughs> I, I was first of all, nobody They're all knows laughing. what that is. They're all all the patrons do. They're all laughing behind his mustard back. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't. I wasn't like, oh, look at the mustard all over my back. (laughs) So different. I just wanted to bring it up and be an Uh, asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, Well, so he probably needed therapy, though, after this. Like, this is like, like the fact that his, like, his grandfather, like, went to the extreme of, like, writing him into his will (laughs) for this, for the sake of a practical joke is very extra and yeah so but this is what made him like dedicated yeah. to this as we'll find out and also it was called like being humbugged back then humbugged yeah yeah like when you got like pranked you like were humbugged. Bah humbug yeah but it really meant like yeah you got pranked yeah you were, uh, you were like yeah what you were like duped you were duped of. yeah so yeah, so he, he, he actually, like, after he got over his uh, initial, like, humiliation from this, he kind of, like, loved it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And was like, this is the way to live life, is yeah. to just uh, be uh, just wild wild out and trick everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so he was already, like, he was super smart in his early years. Uh, he Even though he only mastered the basics of reading and writing and arithmetic <laughs> – he was actually really good with numbers, and he really hated physical labor. So he – which, man, what a piece of shit. Uh, you're like, okay, you want to apply yourself to in school, and the only option you have 
in the early 1800s is probably to do manual labor. So what you going to do, huh? <laughs> uh, so he didn't become an accountant. Mm-mm. No. He was like, I'm going to do a million different things. So his <laughs> his dad died actually when he was 16 years old, which is very sad. But mm-hmm. that left him the, the, the store, the shop that his father was the proprietor of. And he basically took over that when he was like a teenager. Yeah. Uh, and did that. And he was also a book auctioneer, which I guess he sold books. <laughs> uh, he was a real estate speculator. Um, he ran a statewide lottery network, which is very impressive. Uh-huh. Uh, and he started a weekly paper in 1829. So yeah, so in 1834, uh, lotteries were banned in his in Connecticut where he was living, mm-hmm. and that was his main income. So he sold. Uh, so, oh yeah, and his store and the newspaper went out under that he also owned. So he just yeah. just sold the store and moved to New York City. So he everything kind of just collapsed and fell apart for him Mm. um first time of many yeah first time of many he learned to deal with uh failure and uh adversity pretty early on because this was all in the span of his late teens and early 20s he was doing all this you know that's a lot yeah that's a lot and you know how it's like do one thing well but he was like just doing like tons of things like mediocre if that sure that's what happens you, you, you know, like you can't own a newspaper and then be like, okay, but I'm not going to be here all week. I right. Gotta, yeah. I got to run this lottery. That's why multitasking is not a fucking way to, to do things. <laughs> no, not long term. Only like, for ne- nece- as necessary. Yeah. It actually in the long run makes you uh, not very productive. So. Mm-hmm. So he moves to uh, New York. Oh, and and he was he also got married to uh, a woman named Charity mm-hmm. during this time. Yeah, um, but she did not want to move to New York. No, and they started having kids and stuff. She seemed a little bit like a, a she was she did not like a good bu- bu- humbug, or she did not like a good humbug. Yeah, she was <laughs> she was not down to get hum- humbugged. <laughs> she wasn't into that. This is uh, Michelle Williams' character in the movie. She's oh, really? Charity. Yeah. Oh. Okay. She's his also, wife. also poor Ruth. casting because I've seen some pictures of Charity. They. It's a fucking movie. God damn it. Fucking it, Hollywood, man. Dude, I know, but it's like at least. Uh, 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 I don't. Nobody'd know. watch it if it wasn't for beautiful people. True that. You're right. Because it right. would be even right. an even shittier movie if there was just like. <laughs> Who is this in this movie? It's movie magic. Let's get the most attractive looking people and put them in there. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah. Anyway, yeah. so she wasn't like the most fun, but um, yeah. <laughs> so then, uh, in night, in sorry, in 1835, he was 25 years old. He began his career as a showman by putting almost every penny he had into the purchase of a blind and almost completely paralyzed slave woman named Joyce Heth. He bought a slave. And yeah, it's so weird. The greatest showman totally neglected to mention this. I don't know why they left that out of the movie. Uh, Like, even though at this point in time in America, slavery was outlawed in Pennsylvania and New York at the time, Mm -hmm. uh, there was a loophole that allowed him to fucking lease her like a car. Oh, my God. For a thousand dollars a year, um, which is like thirty grand, um, 
literally like a car. Uh, he borrowed $500 to complete the sale. So he put all his money, uh, which he had like 500 bucks in the bank, into buying her. And then he also borrowed the $500, oh the ex- other $500. So Because he had a plan. So what he did with this woman mm-hmm. is he set up an exhibition where he said she was a 161-year-old former nurse of George fucking Washington. <laughs> <sighs> it's like uh, 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 like the information I found was that either it's like hard to debate either he was sold her thinking she was 161 years old which I mean even just mastering the basics you know that's not true since no one lives beyond no. like 100 years old and then uh, so there, it's like unsure of whether like he was duped, which I don't think he was, or Absolutely he just not. set this up to like dupe people to thinking that she was really old, which is no. more likely. Yeah, he was a twenty-five-year-old man. Yeah, with experience in the world, like yeah. this was. But regardless of the of whatever how old she was, she was most certainly a, a slave. Yeah, or a quote-unquote former slave um and he owned her essentially so and he lisa owned lisa Lisa. (laughs) god uh so he he had her on on display and like told people like this is like he made money from her he used her to make money um and uh she was actually only about 80 years old yeah yeah and only this. Only. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's old. That's yeah, old. That's old. And she was like, she was in not the best health. Like she yeah. was uh, blind and paralyzed. And so he, he though, he had her at this exhibition and on display or whatever mm-hmm. and worked her for 10 to 12 hours a day, mm. like constantly. And <sighs> she ended up dying after a year. Yeah, if that yeah. Uh, of of being in under his uh, under his eye. <laughs> oh my god! May may it open. What's yeah. the thing? May the may the Lord open. Oh yeah, may the Lord open. Yeah. Fuck. Um. And so of course he wants to keep keep the train rolling. So what does he do? He has a fucking lot. He hosts a live autopsy of her body in in a New York saloon. Yeah. Because did we say, like, because he had, like, swindled people into thinking she was 161, people yeah. were paying money to come see her in person. She yeah. was, like, a, the, one of the first, like, kind of sideshow type yeah. things. Uh, you know, people were like, wow, here's this old lady. And then they'd come in. She probably just looked really old because she had hard living as a fucking slave. Yeah. And then they'd be like, and oh, even, whoa. And then hard living again in yeah. her later years. Because she's having to sit in a chair for 12 hours while people come in and like gawk at her. Yep. And then she dies and the, he's like, oh, let me turn a few more extra bucks. Yeah, exactly. So he, uh, he, he does this live autopsy of her and Ugh. – People paid fifty cents to see her cut up, basically. <gasps> That's uh, awful. And he and he knew she was not one hundred sixty one years old, but by doing this like autopsy, he was like, "See, she was only eighty. Isn't uh, that amazing? Like, look at what the autopsy has shown us. Like, oh my and, god. And so, yeah, it was. 
just so gross. Um, I highly recommend a very shady article on smithsonian.com by Jackie Mansky called P.T. Barnum isn't the hero the greatest showman wants you to think. Like, and it it details the whole um, why this is so fucked up. I mean, obviously, but goes into like some greater detail about uh, the... Uh, disparity of his, uh, I guess, judgment and moral compass when it came to exploiting a human. <laughs> well, and and how it was like a launch pad for the rest of his career. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, I mean, people, uh, I mean, black people especially were already undervalued at that point, yeah. as were a lot of people he would later on exploit that looked different. You know, people who had like dwarfism or people who had kind of like anomalies with their looks or whatever. Yep. So it was like, I feel like it was easier for people to exploit those types of people. Of course. During that day. But he was really like one of the first and he really clung on to it and, and quickly learned that you could like turn a profit by, by duping people. And then he started like, from there, he's like, oh, I don't have to do anything myself. I can just, like, manage people. Yeah, he, and, hate, again, hated physical yeah, manual labor. <laughs> he wasn't going to do the actual work. He was just going to, like, I mean, he does become, like, a savvy marketer and stuff. But, like, for for one of his first, like, opportunities to make money coming out of this, he was basically, like, finding people that were working in the same space. So, like, the you know, like, the people who balance, like, a, a stick and then put a plate on the top of it on their chin and shit, which, what the fuck? Why are people watching? Why are people ever, paying to watch this? Have you ever this? seen that shit? Yeah. I don't know. I don't care. It's like, I don't think that's that impressive. <laughs> I, well, I mean. Let I, me tell you, life <laughs> sucked back then. It was like anything for some escapism. <laughs> I'd rather list, pay to listen to someone sing a song or something at least. I don't know. But anyway, he'd find these guys and he's like finding the ones that are like doing the same shit. And he's like, listen, let me manage you both. We're going to do this thing where you guys are going to compete and you're going to be rivals. But I'm going to like plant one of you in the audience then when you go, when, you know, you're doing it, he's going to challenge you to a competition. Then I'm going to take bets from the audience, but we're already know going to know who's going to win because one of you is going to throw it. And then we're going to make a shit ton of money. And like, that's how all of this began. He just Flim was flam. like, I can like fake people out pretty easily and turn a buck. Yep. If he would have uh, figured out wrestling, like he would have, <laughs> that would have been the... Yeah. The beginning of wrestling. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he, this was like his thing. This is what his, uh, his whole life was based on. Yep. was just the flim flam. And so um, the, the quote unquote greatest showman. On in, earth. On earth or is born. In America, whatever. Yeah. He's, is born. And so he, uh, he like made some money from his initial, uh, quote unquote investment from, purchasing uh poor sweet Joyce Joyce Heth uh and he in 1841 purchased a uh a museum it was uh, originally Scudder's American Museum in New York City but the the money that he actually made used to like put up to like buy this <laughs> is ridiculous so Okay, he doesn't have the money. 
Uh, and like, uh, and he doesn't have an actual fucking job because he's just like duping people in shows. So, and the bank's like, we're not giving you a loan, dude. Like, you no. don't have no collateral. And he's like, yes, I do. I have the deed to this wonderful plot of land outside of where Bethel, wherever he lived, called Ivy Island. And they were like, oh, that sounds really nice. Oh, an island. Oh. Oh, an island. Um, And so he essentially scammed the bank by playing up, which, like, bank, maybe look into it a little more. (laughs) Like, Listen, banks were playing fast and loose. Yeah, things back were then. just happening, you know. Yeah. But so he like scammed his way into this loan. And that's yep. it. Yeah. Yep, that's how he got his money. Uh that is not how it's portrayed in the in the movie, but that he he did kind of scam in the movie. Yeah. Okay, uh, which I I think uh, this is my thing that I wrote too, my little note is like I why you know how like Hollywood's so liberal and there's like this whole thing going around like we should be teaching actual history of this country in schools and da da da. So why are they making movies that are like leaving shit like this out or like painting people in such a positive light when like they were like kind of sketchy? I mean, it's not even it, it's I, it's so it's so upsetting that they spent millions of dollars making this movie. Yeah. And it's so unrealistic. And, like, you know that as a viewer going into it. Obviously, it's a musical. It's, like, yeah. it's silly. But why him? I don't I don't understand. Yeah. Like, why, why do this, like, fantastical, like, lighthearted movie about a person who was trash? So, yeah. I don't know. Who was, yeah. like, a duper. Yeah. Uh, he so. was a super duper super duper (laughs) uh it's yeah that bothers me but anyway uh so he he gets this museum he buys the museum Mm -hmm. uh and he renovates the whole thing and he renames it barnum's american museum um and let me tell you that's what a basic education does (laughs) yeah well i mean you want to keep it simple you just want your name up there true and you, that's all you need. When you're building a personal brand, keep it simple. Keep it simple, I guess, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and this place had everything, let me oh, tell you. I, I, can't, I can't do a Stefan impression from SNL, but if I could, I would. Try um, it, and then I'll try it. Okay. This place had everything. A strolling garden on the roof. Hot air balloon rides. <laughs> albinos. <laughs> giants. <laughs> Little people, jugglers, magicians, live and stuffed animals, <laughs> and a baby Napoleon that's also a baby Hercules. What's a baby Napoleon that's also a baby Hercules? It's that thing of where you get a child little person to impersonate historical figures for people's amusement. <laughs> <laughs> This is my that's my best Stefan impression. <sighs> that was pretty uh, good. Thanks. Um yeah, well he really did have a all these things. Um yeah. I didn't just make those up. That was no, literally no. Yeah, we what was we're not SNL writers. We didn't just like make that stuff up. It's just like actual things. It's an actual thing. He really did have a uh child little person that he would dress up as Napoleon, uh or Cupid or Hercules or whatever. And like have him do like little 
you know, vignettes and stuff. Oh my God. Uh, and this little, this was a like child. Yeah. Uh, who is at the time only, I think five years old. <gasps> yeah. He found him when he was four. Oh my And he God. like trained, he like trained him in show business and then like had him performing at the theater by the time he was five. Oh my um, God. Yeah. So <laughs> this poor little kid, he was actually like smoking cigars and drinking wine for laughs by the age of seven. So oh that's my. fun. For laughs. For yeah. not for his own laughs, for yeah. other people's amusement. Yeah. And this this little sweet little baby was uh his was called he called him General Tom Thumb. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk a little bit more about him in a little bit, but yeah. we're, we're gonna talk about the museum uh specifically for a little bit. So yeah. he he basically used the museum as a platform to promote hoaxes and like human curiosities. Mm-hmm. Um, he had like a Fiji mermaid, which was a hoax. It wasn't a real thing. It was a, a basically a creature that he, I think he like bought from somebody else who was hoaxing yeah. uh, out there. <laughs> and uh, it was basically a monkey, monkey head sewed onto the tail of a fish. Yeah. It was and like it just, the top half of a monkey and the, a tail yeah. of a fish and just like sewed together not even well no and that that was on display but people were like what the fuck okay cool yeah. i'll pay money to see that shit uh he he had uh native american dancers as a as a curiosity so i guess using a a native person as a cur- curios- curiosity is a thing <sighs> well they um, weren't well they weren't just like living out in the world so like, you know, like people weren't interacting with them. That's the thing. It's like yeah. all, uh, uh, things were like so segregated and, you yeah. know, that, no, yeah. that it was a curiosity because you're like, you don't see people that look different from you on a regular basis. Yeah. Which is true. fucked up. It's fucked up. But like they were, they were performing essentially right, 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 for, right. for people and yeah. ex- exploited in this theater setting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, he had a six foot man eating chicken, I guess. Not a six foot, not a six foot man eating man chicken. Eating chicken. He had a six foot man, comma, eating chicken. Eating chicken. <laughs> I think this one's funny. It is kind of funny. It's like, uh, Because people are stupid and they're like, oh, a six <laughs> foot, a six foot man eating chicken. Holy shit. Yeah. But then if they knew grammar. Yeah. Then they'd be like, oh. Yeah, and it's just a six foot man that's eating chicken. <laughs> also, there's like something satisfying about this one because like you are like he was very interested in getting giving people what they pay for. Like he wanted to make the experience at least worth what they were paying. This is something right. to me that like delivers on that. You're technically getting what you paid for. And it's a lie, but it's like yeah. not really a lie, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's kind You're of, like, what? What were you expecting? There's yeah. no such thing as a man-eating chicken. Yeah, like yeah. So, uh. Uh, and one of the most popular displays that were uh, that was at the theater was a uh, man billed as a quote creature found in the wilds of Africa, supposed to be a mixture of the wild native African and the orangutan, a kind of man monkey. Uh, that's the, and the offensive poster that this said, like that was on display said, for want of a positive name, the creature was called, what is it? 
And what is it was a fucking African-American man named William Henry Johnson. Oh, my God. That he had on display. Like, <gasps> uh, it was just a black dude. It was just a black guy. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, and before he, like, came to the show, he served as a cook for another showman showman in Barnum's Connecticut hometown. So, yeah, this is real gross. Uh, this wasn't in the movie either? No, oh, it wasn't. What? Yeah. Uh-uh. Uh, and then, a, like, another similar racial, like, othering that permeated the rest of Bar- Barnum's, quote, living curiosities was uh, he had Aztec children who are actually from El Salvador. Um, and then he also, at one point, when we'll talk about them a little later, uh, obtained the uh, or retained the services of Chang and Ang. Uh, who were Siamese twins. The original ones? The original Siamese twins, yeah. Before the Hilton sisters. Right. Oh, uh, my God. Okay, yeah, can I ask so... another question about the movie? Sure. Was it, was it like, diverse? Was the yeah. casting diverse? Mm-hmm. That's weird. Yeah, I mean, they're all, like, background people, but, like... Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. It God. was... Ugh, it was just, like, I don't know. Um Yikes. Just a lot of yikes. Um, Okay, so he had all these living curiosities. It's just like very offensive. Uh, (laughs) I I think. (laughs) Like half curiosities that were offensive, half just like totally like fake outs. Yeah, just like just silly like jokes, like basically. Uh, And he like. he he became very very fucking wealthy from yeah. this this whole endeavor. So he uh, his museum became very popular and made a lot of money, and he was able to actually purchase more museums. Oh my god! After after a time, um, and fill those with more offensive things. It, exactly. <laughs> like it, 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 this was all considered offensive even for this time. Like trust and believe, people were not like not everybody was like eating this up. They, yeah, it was it was like. Uh, there was definitely like uh you know this is like the like kind of stiff neck time in american history where like but it's also like kind of wild too there's like the we have the wild wild west happening <laughs> in the west and then we have this like crazy flim flam shit happening on the east coast yeah um and then yeah so this is just a weird time, uh, but he so he by the late eight, by late eighteen forty six his museums had attracted over four hundred thousand visitors a year. Oh my god! Uh, and they got so busy, he was having a hard time moving people through the museum. So the like final hoax of a person's visit was a sign that read, "This way to the egress," which oh. no one knew. What's no one an egress? Re- well, it means exit. <laughs> I fucking love that. That was like an example of his like jokey kind of humor. Yeah. That was like, if you don't get it, then you, then sucks for you kind of thing. My my favorite part of like what, like uh, the documentary I watched was like, someone was like, yeah, people fucking loved it. And then they'd tell their friends like, you got to go check out this like museum. Oh my, I don't, you have to see the egress. Yeah. <laughs> and then you could just like imagine people like beelined it to that thinking that was like the best part of the visit. And then they just go out to the street and they're done. But see, and that was like what he like, 
what he banked on was the fact that people like to be tricked. Yeah. And like to see other people get tricked. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like he, he like got, he got that and he liked that and other people did too. But a lot of other people, like I was saying, this was like not, not respectable. Yeah. This was not, this was it, offensive and deeply like not, it was, I guess, family friendly, but yeah. like not, I don't know. It was lowbrow. Lo, low, like low very, brow entertainment. Yeah. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Very yeah. offensive. Yeah. Uh, it reminds me kind of of those videos where it's like, oh, do the maze or whatever, and then someone scares you. Uh, yeah. You know, like, but like when it happens to you, you hate it, but then you want to do it to someone else because yeah. you want to see their reaction. Totally. Oh, yeah. But, oh, yeah. 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 But also it's mean sometimes. But also super racist. Oh, yeah. But if like <laughs> those mazes were racist. Yeah. <laughs> A racist maze. Yeah, yeah, he, like, made a ton of money. He built himself a shitty-ass house. Yeah. Well, it was a a huge house. It was nice, but, like, disgusting and, like, totally over the top. Just gauche. (laughs) And it was called Iranistan. I mean, come on. I mean, uh, someone was trying to be worldly. Ugh. 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 Cultural appropriation in the form At of a house. At every level. Yeah. <laughs> Which culture is yours? He'll appropriate it. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh, my God. Doesn't matter. He'll call, he'll call, like, he, everything was, like, exotic that wasn't, yeah. you know. And yeah. nowadays that is a very, very racist and problematic thing to say about a human. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So he was just, like, got, he has all this money and then, um. And then I had mentioned earlier uh, the baby Napoleon Hercules. Yeah. Um, that he basically like child labored into becoming his like crown jewel of the of the museum. Oh yeah, G- uh, General Tom Thumb. General Tom Thumb. Yeah. yeah. He his 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 name he had a name was actually Charles Sherwood Stratton. Oh. Uh, and he actually was a distant relative, like a fifth cousin or something of P.T. Barnum. So. Oh. That's weird. Um, he, but he got his, like I, I said, he got his hands on him very early, like when he was like only four years old, mm-hmm. and molded him into a performer. Um, and so he has he has a stage name, General Tom Thumb, and becomes so popular uh, and so well known that they, P.T. Barnum takes him on a tour of Europe, and they even met and performed for Queen Victoria. Who oh my is, God. Very entertained, but also very saddened by him. Yeah, because she's like, what are you doing with this, like, what are you doing showing off this child everywhere? Yeah, this is like a little, like, a a very, very small person who also is a child. Yeah, yeah, that's, and I think, too, it's like, that's the part about this that's so hard about him specifically, because he was a kid. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if he was an adult and was making his own decisions. Right. That's, that Which is kind of like the feeling I had about the Hilton sisters once they were old enough. It's like, you know, if they choose to be doing this and this is how they want to make a living and they like find some sort of, I mean, they were also like kind of being forced into it. But yeah, it's so hard because he's a kid and it's like this kid shouldn't be drinking and smoking. <laughs> and no, all, like we should have some child labor laws around this. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. It was a weird time. Yeah. But yeah. But he, he was very famous. He was in movies and toured the world. 
Yeah, he he ended up becoming an international star and was one of the most famous vaudeville performers of his time. Yeah. So that's – and he, like, ended up getting married and having, like, a, you know, successful life uh-huh. later on. Um, and he made a lot of money. Yeah, he made a lot of money. Uh, yeah. and, and by the 1840s, he was, like, Tom – like, General Tom Thumb or Charles Stratton, I should say, was established enough – and old enough to tour on his own. Mm-hmm. So, with that said, PT was on the hunt for his next star, and he found one when they were in Europe, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, that's where we'll pick up in our next episode. Yeah, it's good, you guys. Yeah, because we we okay. Because this is the thing about this uh, two-parter. We haven't even got we haven't even got to like where he gets very famous, which is with the circus. Yeah, he's like, he's getting more famous at this point because he's like gone to Europe. He's like become internationally known. Uh, But this is uh, this is just the beginning of like the the fame portion of the show. He's still got he's still got a lot of money to make. He's still got a lot of money to lose. Oh, yeah. And then a lot of money to make again. Yep. Uh, And we still have a lot of stuff to talk about. A lot. Um, Yeah, so we'll talk about all that in the next episode of DTFU. Yay! Uh, Don't forget to follow us on social meds. Yeah. Um, You know what? If if you're an iTunes listener, why don't you rate, review, and subscribe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that. Um, That'd be cool. Five stars, please. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Thank Um, you. Nice review that says nice things. Tell your friends. Yeah, you don't even have to. If you don't have time to write a review, you don't have to. Um, But just like, you know, give us five stars or something. Uh, That'd be super cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook at DTFU Podcast. You can go to our website. If you are like, oh, this is too much information, our website has all the information. It's just (laughs) DTFUPodcast.com. And from there, we can direct you in any direction you want to go. You know what? The world is yours at that point. Mm -hmm. You can can see – we can show you this over here. It's a merch. We can give you this over here. It's our latest episodes. We can show you whatever it is. Step right up. We want to show you all the things. Step right up. Oh my god. We even we have even more content over on our Patreon if you wanted to check that out. It's <laughs> patreon.com slash DTFU podcast. And uh yeah, I think that's all that I got for this portion of the show. Same. Oh my gosh, I can't wait till <laughs> next week. Oh boy. You guys, Ew. it's so exciting. Um until then. Be excellent. I don't want to steal your thing. I it's not my thing, it's Bill oh. and Ted's. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Be excellent. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.